GM, everybody, and welcome to the Friday, January 7th edition of the Alpha Mint Morning Show, hosted live on YouTube and Twitch. I think that we are in for a wonderful Friday. We got a really good show for you. Lots of news coming out. We got a, a lot of news segments we're going to talk about. Um, but, you know, kind of uh, go a little bit of a different direction than just going through all of the projects that have been going up and to the right this past week. I am your host, R2DGen, joined with with me as always by the ultimate lemon maxi free market capitalist yes sir hey now hey now hey now we're here for the last episode of the week and uh we've got like i said a great show for you also at some point we're going to be giving away a shiny new uh moon lounge pass uh courtesy of alpha mint to uh, one lucky viewer we're going to do it the same way um as we did before but uh that's uh that's you know that's going to be exciting too selling for one uh 0.15 right now on the marketplace and we've had some good sales on alpha too. Uh, I want to also take the uh, the time to welcome any new members that have jumped in. Uh, we've we've had some really uh, good people uh, join us so far. Start contributing in the DGen Dojo. We're uh, you know talking to them. I'm going to set up a little bit of a, a cocktail hour next week for some of the new members too. We did like a meet and greet last um, last wave that was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to do that again. So thank you so much for joining us. And as always, if you're thinking about joining the Moon Lounge, uh, we have tons of great stuff going up uh, in or going on in there all of the time. So if you ever have any questions, feel free to just DM Free Market or myself. You're going to have to send us a friend request on Discord first. Um, but that is just good practice. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. It is a snowy, snowy day here in New York City. I believe we have at least three inches, if not four, okay. on the ground. It is a winter wonderland all of a sudden, out of nowhere. It was um, it was 58 degrees here two days ago up um, in Canada. All of our snow melted. Everything turned to mud. Mm -hmm. um, it has now dropped down to 20 degrees. Um, I'm doing a rough, <laughs> rough calculations in Fahrenheit, um, but it has gone from very, very mild to very, very cold and still no snow on the ground here. So, um, yeah, I, you know what? I, I like the winter. I don't love the cold, but if it's going to be winter, I do like snow on the ground. Yeah, I got to have that nice snowy background. And it looked like we were going to have a very cold uh, December, maybe get a white Christmas. And then, like you said, it just warmed up to 60 degrees. Made no sense. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we're, I mean, we're, this is the the time we live in, and you could probably thank the NFTs for global warming. I think that's yes. the, the hot topic these days. Oh, good. Uh, NFTs. I thought we were a meteorological show for a minute. That's well, we can, NFTs. Uh, yeah, we, we'll start doing a weather segment. Mm. You know, what's the temperature in Portland today, free market? <laughs> Four twenty. Uh, Wait. What? No, that's hot. Yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. Um, all right. Do you want to get into the show? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, we've got to pull up the screen here. We are going to talk about cryptocurrency. We are still in a, a bit of a world of hurt right now. Uh, Ethereum has been flirting with that $3,000 mark. Uh, it's been a, a pretty sharp decline. Uh, if you were shilling crypto to your uh, family at Christmas, this is probably not a good look right now. Bitcoin is uh, is also kind of flirting with a, a major support level of $40,000. 
but they seem to be holding there. Um, I don't think the chart's looking overly good, but who knows? I mean, this is one of those things. We could be in the final leg of a shakedown before up only. Um, we could bounce back to just you know where we were last week. It's It's kind of all on the table right now, I think. Trying to pick a bottom is like catching a falling knife, as they say. And in crypto, these knives move much faster and are much sharper. Crypto can go down 40% in a week, rise 100% the next week, and it would be like it never happened. So it's very hard to say. You know, there's a lot of support here between 2,800 and 3,000. I personally would expect it to not go even, you know, lower than that. Uh, But anything is possible here. Nothing on the long-term chart has changed. Nothing about the long-term thesis has changed, but it looks like it is going to be short-term pain for those who are long coins and not allocated to JPEGs. Yeah, I mean, JPEGs, as we've seen, not struggling at all in the last week, but uh, it does feel like the uh, the crypto markets are kind of matching that macro thesis that's going on. Uh, you know, equities in the uh, traditional markets are uh, hurting right now, too. But um, yeah, it's so hard to actually gauge where sentiment is, right? Like if you're spending time on Twitter, kind of as you said, like people's <laughs> people kind of just tweet whatever's like in vogue at that moment right like ah, we're all dead and like oh we're back you know like i i, I don't know what are you uh are you following that is that something that kind of seeps into your mindset when you're looking at this stuff or is it all just noise crypto people are a different breed and in traditional markets you do get extremes and you do get people who who tweet out things that are obviously a lot more extreme than what's going on in front of you but crypto twitter takes it to a new level and it makes it a little harder to gauge sentiment because we either go from you know up only we're going to jupiter or we're going to zero there is no in between right so crypto twitter is now very very bearish they're being a little cheeky about it but telling everybody to get their mcdonald's hats ready and all that good stuff. So at the very least, I think sentiment is is getting to a point where it can't get much more bearish. Uh, I think one last leg down to 2,800 would certainly scare the heck out of people. And that um, and that could be a nice bottom to carve out. But I think if you are in the Ethereum economy and you believe in Ethereum long term, all these moments are, are an opportunity to stack as much Ethereum as possible. I had a lemonition the other day about what was going to happen this year. I believe crypto will be in a relatively tight range for crypto where Bitcoin will stay between 30 and 50,000 and um, Ethereum will stay between three and five. And we may get short temporary pokes above and below those levels, but I don't think uh, we will move hard in either direction. I think this is a year of consolidation, which only benefits the underlying assets priced in those coins. Yeah, I got to say a year of consolidation wouldn't uh, wouldn't bother me. I know it's nice to see those uh, prices go up and to the right, um, but it doesn't feel like we ever reached that peak euphoria phase, especially just in the like traditional crypto. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've been through the 2017 
2018 bull uh, bust boom bust cycle uh, and it, it is painful I mean that that like was like ultra peak euphoria where the the, the top like got like insane highs just in the span of two three weeks um, and then the next uh, call it 36 months were were a lot of pain a lot of pain so um, I, you know I would take a, a slow steady growth at this point over that if I'm if I'm being honest with you that's my I I actually don't think 2017 will ever happen again in a similar way. I think it was a very special moment when a new asset class emerged that wasn't being taken seriously. Um, and I don't think that's ever going to happen again. I think regardless of what people say, crypto is taken seriously now. And that's not a guarantee that, you know, blockchains are going to succeed in the way that everybody says they will. But I do think that crypto is now a force. So you will not see minus 80% and then sideways for three years. I just don't think that's going to happen. I truly believe we are in 1992. If we were going to use an analogy to Web 1.0, I believe we are in 1992. That doesn't mean it's going to be eight years before the bubble pops. I mean that more in the development of the technology, how much the masses have adopted it, where the friction points were for, say, the Internet and computers in 1992, where they are for crypto now. And I actually think it's a very apt analogy. I know DC Investor uh, made the same one, but this is something I've thought for a while. It it feels like the early 90s here. And hey, if you look at the S&P from the early 90s until the bubble did pop in 99, it wasn't straight up. There were some scary moments. Even in 97, 98, there were some really big drawdowns where people thought tech was over and that the NASDAQ bubble had popped. So it is not going to be straight up. Bull markets climb walls of worry. And believe me, if everyone was looking at this decline and saying, ah, fuck it, no worries, we're going back up, don't worry about it, you're lucky people are saying we're going to zero because the day they don't, we're going to zero. Hey, great point. I'm just wondering how much uh, explaining we have to do to part of our uh, viewership that the internet didn't always exist uh, <laughs> for the mid nineties. I mean, like hearing that, I'm like, I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, oh yeah, that was like 10, 15 years ago. I'm like, no, 20, 20 Oh my god. I remember. I remember when Papa FMC brought home the IBM five thousand. I mean, this thing must have been twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> in today's dollars. I think it was five grand at the time. It it ran it ran on DOS. I don't know if anyone in the audience knows what DOS is, but you had to like sure backslash, have a couple. <laughs> backslash command your way to things. And the only color on the screen was green. You got to choose from green or orange at the time, which were cool. I love that. We love that nostalgic look now, don't we? We see it in a lot of NFTs. I'm almost like like now that we're talking about it, seeing a parallel. You're talking about crypto and Web three, and and kind of doing the the drawdown drawback to um or the throwback to you know Web one in the nineties mm-hmm. and whatever. And like I almost see that parallel of NFTs being like the the PC gaming component mm. of it. Like I know it's not the same thing. Obviously, NFTs have a huge gaming component to it. Um, but you know, uh, eventually there was almost this like point where it flipped, where gaming was getting more people into computers than you know computers were leading to people playing games. Um, I think NFTs have a lot of parallel in that. And you know, if if we're getting to the point where people are taking crypto seriously, um, we're probably at that same point where people aren't taking the gaming aspect of it or NFT aspect 
aspect of it as seriously. Oh, it's a fad. Nobody's going to make money playing video games. Like you're wasting your time, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm starting to like piece it together. The more you, you, you were, you were talking about it. I don't know if you kind of see the same thing. The last three major technologies in our lives advanced for unexpected reasons. Let's look at VCRs, let's look at computers, and now look, let's look at crypto, right? VCRs became popular because of pornography. It was the <laughs> pornography industry that decided that VHS was going to be what, yeah, over Betamax. It was what they were going to go with, and it completely changed the direction of all movies. The movie industry was very, again, there were no tapes by movie companies at the times. These were for literally ripping stuff off of TV, right? This was not... All, but once porn said, no, this is it, there was no way for anyone to get around it. They started making movies for your home viewing and the entire media industry changed. And Do you we're think seeing, they would have chose Betamax if they had rebranded to Betamax? <laughs> no. So, yeah, no. <laughs> and then you look at computers and to your point with gaming, right? And now... I have said this for years and I have been laughed out of a lot of crypto conversations. NFTs are the Trojan horse for crypto. We didn't expect it, but it's the best use case so far for your average person to get on the blockchain. Yeah, it's it's uh you know with these companies um making things so frictionless too. I think that uh I think in a roundabout way NFTs are going to make more sense to people than like just pure crypto um and i i think that it's a a fantastic way like i said you know when i was explaining to to my mom when i left my job at a restaurant to to come work for alphamint full-time she's like you know what are these nft things i don't i don't get it like crypto like is it real money blah 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 you know we started talking about it and like i didn't you know force anything on her i just said this is what it is this is why i believe in it uh and you know she started going down her rabbit hole the rabbit hole too um and now she sends me articles all the time, like, oh, I thought this was interesting. And actually, well, this is a good segue into a conversation we're going to have. Um, I was talking to her the other day, and she's like, I think these NFT things could be really good for music. And I was <laughs> like, well, funny, you should say that. Um, now, obviously, this article came out after we had the conversation. But in the news today, we see um, uh, rap legend Nas sells two songs as NFTs on DJ Blau or 3Lau, or maybe some debate, somebody help me out with that um his uh royal platform american rapper and songwriter nas is selling partial rights to two of his songs through the investment platform royal uh i love nas i'm sure you do too with uh, him being a native new yorker um but he's a he's a big deal in the rap space even if he isn't quite as relevant as uh, some people now but uh i i we've talked about this in the past you know, music is definitely going to have its time in NFTs. I don't think it's also going to be a quick meta fad, uh, but rather a slow build into this. But the use cases for uh, licensing, ownership of music, and all of those great things that we love NFTs for fit very, very nicely into music. What's your take on this? So I think two trends this year you're going to see emerge in a big way are photography and music. Right. These are digital. These are digital first mediums that have been sold in a non-digital uh, media for a very long time. And I think that NFTs are the perfect avenue for these two industries to come into the future. I say this a lot that every part of our life has gone digital, but we don't expect 
collectibles to do the same thing. I think that the idea ownership of the music you buy, I think it's profound. I think a lot of people are going to love it. And we know musicians, you know, love to give perks and add-ons and what better way than with NFTs, you know, whether it's access to the musician, whether it's access to a concert. Um, I think there's so much that we can do with music. And I think hardware, as I've said, is going to play a big role. I think there's a lot of interesting things that can be done and combined here, but we're kind of limited by how people display and show their NFTs currently. So I think that there is just so much advancement in these areas this year that photography and music are just going to be one of the the big trends we talk about uh, all year. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of like um, ability to uh, distribute royalties to holders too. like, you know, if there's a a band or a a photographer that you kind of are in on early and they want to raise some funds to kind of keep their music career going and, and, you know, pay the bills and whatnot, you know, maybe they could, uh, you know, fractionalize and distribute one of their songs or an album uh, out to NFT holders where there's some kind of, uh, you know, distribution rights where you know nft holders get 50 percent of all of the royalties of that song the band gets the other 50 percent, and you kind of you know collaborate like that and you know they get some upfront capital to keep the music going if that band ever you know blew up in into uh you know mainstream music and all of a sudden their songs are being played in commercials and you know apple is paying you know five million dollars to to you know have it as the forefront of their marketing push and now all of a sudden these initial supporters of it um are benefiting greatly from it i think those are super interesting concepts and uh you know with the smart contracts and decentralization and these marketplaces that are popping up i think it's all totally possible yeah, and it's it's going to happen. I, I, this is this is so, I think, such a good avenue for musicians that this is really uh, this is spectacular. Yeah, so watch out for music trends. We're going to do some deeper dives on that in the future, no doubt, as these platforms really start to get rolling. I can't imagine Nas is going to be uh, the last one to do it as well. Uh, some other news coming out. This one's pretty cool. And I think that this kind of ties into the last conversation we were having. GameStop hires 20-person team for gaming NFT marketplace stock surges. GameStop, GameStop stock rose 31% in after-hours trading. Uh, this had been kind of alluded to, hinted at. There were some job postings up on GameStop. Uh, you know, implying that they were going to be hiring a team for this. And it turns out that it is fully coming to fruition. Uh, I, I'm i not envisioning this being like some kind of open sea marketplace where, you know, you're trading uh, wolf game NFTs or anything. But rather, I think that this is the obvious spot for, you know, companies like, um, you know, a Fortnite or Call of Duty or, um, you know, EA has hinted at NFTs and stuff like that, you know, with their cosmetics or, or their trading cards and stuff like that. Um, if those if if those companies ever pivot into NFT models, giving the uh, digital asset ownership over to the person that's actually bought them, GameStop having a pre-existing marketplace is probably the no-brainer uh, place for those companies to start interacting with. You know, it's a publicly traded company. It's going to have gone through all of the proper regulatory hoops with uh, the SEC and are going to be fully compliant. Uh, the existing public companies also have to do the same thing. This just seems like a match made in heaven to me. 
Yeah, this is the preeminent meme stock, which defined a generation of investors. And we're talking about the preeminent meme industry in crypto. This would be a marriage made in heaven. This would, in my opinion, justify the rise we've seen in GameStop stock. We know that it's mainly been on the back of a short squeeze where too many um too many hedge funds were betting against it. And regardless of the underlying health of the company, the, mecha- the way the mechanics of the stock market work, you can squeeze those guys out of their position, right? Now, I think this begins to justify the rise in, in GameStop stock if this is something they're actually going to pivot into. Whoever at the company came up with this initiative, I think it's brilliant. This person should be promoted and given a bonus if this goes through. I am so bullish on the prospects of GameStop getting into uh, NFTs and gaming NFTs in particular. I, I think it would be an absolute phenomena if it happened. I agree. I and I also agree on the point that uh, you know, <laughs> give that person a, a gigantic raise if they haven't already. But um, GameStop just ever since it kind of came into uh, meme stock territory with Wall Street bets, was it early last year? Probably around this time last year, actually. Um, they seem to have actually done all of the right things. I mean, the stock went up to like 300 and something dollars. They, you know, liquidated some of their holdings to pay off their debts. They've restructured the shape of the company. And now they are pivoting into a Web3 marketplace um, amongst other things. They're taking big stances in esports as well. And uh, I mean, they just now seem to be at the forefront of all of ma- all of the major trends that are happening. So uh, uh, big most- credit. The most important characteristic one can have in business is the ability to adapt, right? Mm-hmm. GameStop had to sit there and look at what was happening. And you had a few choices, right? One is you you stay the course, you try to play the old Wall Street game. You say that these you know meme kids are just uh, a fad and a trend and it's not to be paid attention to, or you embrace it. Or you say, you know what, let's become the meme. And that's risky. No, no question. I'm sure there are a lot of people at the company that were against it. They may still be against it. It's very risky. Uh, applaud GameStop. I hope they do it. I think the ability to adapt is the most important thing uh, a business, uh, most important quality a business or a board can have. And uh, I applaud what GameStop is doing here. Yeah, I think it's a they've they've gone from a company that was all but dead into something that's going to be uh, riding the uh, the Web three wave into probably a lot of success. So good for them. Um, another one that popped up, like I said, lots of news today. NFT farming game is clogging up Ethereum scaling solution. Polygon, uh, Polygon is built for crypto games, but Sunflower Farmers' sudden surge in players is spiking gas fees and slowing transactions. Uh, you know, we've said this a lot too. There's all these net that seem really, really great in theory because they're faster, they have lower transaction fees, um, and uh, you know they, they work really well. And then all of a sudden they start getting used and um, the same problems that plague Ethereum kind of hit those chains as well. So, um, you know, it's important to have some perspective into what, you know, I've never even heard of Sunflower Farmers. They've had uh, an increase of 430,000 users. Uh, over the past seven days, which is a big deal, um, and they uh, they are clogging up Polygon. Kind of looks like a cool game, though. I've never heard of it. 
Yep, never heard of it either. It looks very cool. Uh, I am not surprised it's clogging up Polygon. Uh, a single hair could clog up Polygon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't uh, we don't have to go too deep into the, the Polygon discussion. I know that you don't love it, um, but it is there and it exists. The last piece of news that I have popped up was Samsung opens Metaverse store in Decentraland. Electronic giant Samsung has uh, opened uh 837x a virtual replica of its flagship 837 store in metaverse platform decentraland we've talked about the value of decentraland or uh sorry uh, metaverse properties in general but um now this is kind of coming to fruition in in like in real time samsung is opening up their store for digital goods it's going to be sold on um within the metaverse and i think that this is just the first step of these big companies that are going to be operating in prime real estate on the uh these these metaverse blockchains yeah definitely i <clears throat> i'm you know the, this metaverse trend is huge right now and we've seen the froth come out of it a bit right these got really ahead of themselves on the back of facebook renaming themselves to meta and now we've seen so many alt metaverse plays that have launched. Um, they cooled off a bit and now they're just ramping like crazy, whether it's Web3, uh, Nanopass, I don't think has come back uh, yet. It was all the way up to 1.7. But, you know, along with music and, and uh, photos, this is just going to be another huge trend this year. What would you uh, what would you think is the, uh, the next uh, big company to open up a store in the, uh, the metaverse? The next big company to open a store in the metaverse, who would be most prime? You know, fashion makes a lot of sense, right? So I actually think it's going to be somebody like Gucci or Louis Vuitton. I'll say Louis Vuitton. I think that's a that could be a really good choice, actually. Um, mm -hmm. You know, straying away from the obvious choices of like Nike and Adidas, I, I do think that uh, some kind of iconic fashion brand that'll uh, be releasing digital gear is uh, is going to be uh, ripe for the picking. So that's very cool stuff. I love to see these companies jump in there. I know that there's some people that'll say, ah, you know, we don't need them. Uh, they're just old traditional companies. They're you know they're just trying to play along. But again, it's legitimacy. Well, guess who's, you know, guess who works for Louis Vuitton and is under contract with them? That would be none other than Takashi Murakami, who is also under contract with Artifact. I am sure there has been a phone call or conversation or two. And if you don't think wealthy people want to wear those brands in the metaverse as well as in real life, you're crazy. I, I think these are the obvious because they can make such great headlines by charging like $100,000 for a, a meta dress, right? It, someone will buy it. It'll be the, you know, that this headline will go all around the world. Do you know what this is going to do for NFTs? I mean, it's, it's huge. I'm just seeing in the chat right now, maybe you had a missed opportunity to show your uh, Lemon Maxi um, standpoint and say like <laughs> uh, little Lulu Lemon Friends or something. Well, that is what we are targeting uh, as one of the first partnerships for Little Lemon Friends would be Little Lululemons, which would be a kid's line of yoga and athletic wear featuring, of course, our favorite Little Lemon Friends. 
yeah, I mean, it's a, I love it. I, I, I hope above all other partnerships that lemons could do. That's the one that happens. I think it's uh, like absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Lululemon, uh, seven up, uh, Netflix, all of that's going to have a time magazine next companion to cool cats. Shout out Keith Grossman. You the man. Keith. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move into NFTs. Now we've kind of beaten the, uh, the news cycle to death. Let's look at WGMI. Uh, won't go too deep into this one, but I will say this. Um, leading the charge uh, Monday chart oh, just got overtaken, but is the Ether Orcs uh, Genesis? Uh, Who overtook them? Oh, this goddamn Alcadabras! Now I gotta Apple say, I love us. I love Alpacadabras. They look phenomenal. Shout out. Shout out to King Lucas, okay, who called this a few weeks ago when they were oh, under point. They were under point one. This was a collection that launched at the wrong time was bought by a bunch of whales. The whales have even tweeted about it. They're not even hiding it, but it's just, there's, you know, the, it happens often where there are so many blind spots in the market. We talked about orcs earlier, which uh, may be starting to get their due, but anything under 5e is a joke, in my opinion. But alpacadabras, Pranksy loves these things. And people always ask me, what, what makes you interested in a collection when I see the people who I look up to get excited about something? Gets me excited. It's when I start looking at something. So alpacadabras, they're fun. They're stupid. Uh, they're owned by whales. And shout out to King Lucas for that call. They are now sitting uh, comfortably above 10x from where he said, told us all to eight. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't believe I didn't even never seen these, but yeah, point nine floor. Th- these mm. look pretty good. They're fun. I've seen They're the stupid. Kind of floating around. Way. I just never clicked on the link, but yeah, yeah. So they yeah. they took overtook Etherorks on the uh, the one day floor, but not a big deal. Etherorks having quite a day themselves. Um, they are fast approaching a two ETH floor, but I think the biggest news of the day coming out of Etherorks is the twenty ETH Orc God sale that happened uh, just about an hour before we started the show. This is sitting or that that was sitting at uh, sixty four thousand dollars with the. Pre- of ETH right now. Um, if this had been a couple days ago, it would have been $80,000, but I'm sure we'll get back to that point. This one looks pretty good. Uh, how are you doing, though? Are you you coping okay? Well, this is very difficult for me. At least someone could finally cope with me because Lucas had been eyeing this beautiful orc. He was actually going to buy it this weekend, just waiting for you know some things to move around, and somebody snatched it from right underneath him as... Uh, as orcs are now just ramping like crazy. If you guys don't know, uh, a a big whale, Blumethal, had just been mercilessly sweeping these things every time the floor started to drop. Um, not just the ether orcs, but the ether orc allies, which right now are shamans, of which there are only nine left for sale on OpenSea right now. And I just, you know... These are criminally undervalued. It's one of the largest blind spots in the market to not recognize these as the blue chips they are. I did miss out on Orc Gods, which certainly hurts every time I see one go for this price. And as I always like to say, it sold for 20 E, but now the floor on Ether Orcs is 30. And I do expect the next one to sell uh, between 30 and 50 ETH as Ether Orcs <clears throat> finally get recognized for uh, the blue chip status that they have.
Do you uh, do you want to go in uh, a little bit in depth as to why this stings so much for you, uh, for some of our newer listeners? Uh, back during the first phase of the orc game, as there's been a few phases, it was the minting phase. And <clears throat> you had two options with your orcs. You could either farm them to earn Zug, which you could use to mint more orcs, or you could level them which would allow you to then raid certain loot pools for rare items. Now, these rare items would multiply how much Zug you earned. So it, that was the very valuable utility they had, but it also rarefied the orcs. It was basically deciding rarities by which loot you would get, and it was up to you how often you would roll and which loot pool you would go for. So to go for... The final loot pool, which was unannounced originally, while there were rumors and people could dig into the code and see there was something there. They announced Orc Gods, which was the final loot pool of which you had to be leveling from the second the game started until Orc Gods opened. And Orc Gods opened. I had gotten a tip earlier in the day that you had to go to a different line on the contract to mint them. It wasn't the traditional line we were using to mint the other orcs. I was ready. All of Alpha Mint hopped on voice chat. I closed all my other programs except the contract. Uh, and I completely fumbled the bag. Uh, there was one step which was called claiming your level. And I did not claim my level. None of my transactions would go through. I was being quoted, you know, four ETH worth of gas. And odds were minted underneath me. And the problem with this was to go for orc gods, I had to sacrifice leveling up any of my other orcs with this rare loot. You either had a choice. You go all in for orc gods or you start peeling off before the last loot pool and rarify them with some of the less rare loot. In fact, the loot pool right before gave you an automatic plus 27 Zug. And the best you could have done with Orc Gods was plus 30. So if you were thinking from a Zug standpoint, it was stupid to go for Orc Gods. There was absolutely no reason. But if you look at the collectible value of one of these gods now now at a 20 uh, now at a 30 eth floor after just selling one for 20 eth earlier today uh you could see what where the value is and these will have uh, more utility throughout the game certain powers uh, that is my story with orc gods it still hurts it is a cautionary tale for all yeah you know what it was uh you had quite the uh the cheering squad going on during that that was um you know I, I unfortunately it didn't break your way but that was one of the most fun times in terms of like nft gaming and uh communities rallying behind a cause uh that i can remember i had zero skin in the orc games i, I actually still do have zero skin in it but uh i i mean like it was like the our entire community was like sitting there <laughs> watching you and and hoping uh for the best um you had pretty good odds of succeeding to not to uh, rub salt in the wounds but um, you know, thinking about it, it's one of those, um, they did such a great job of the risk reward proposition there, you know, like there was a clearly defined choice of like what you had to do and what you were sacrificing in order to do it, um, whether or not it was going to pay off. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think that was one of those, um, uh, like pivotal seminal moments in, uh, in, in early NFT gaming. If I think we'll designing, look back on it. 
Designing a game is so difficult. And the goal of any owner is to create parity. The idea of parity, right? In, in professional sports, if a team like the Yankees or a team like the Lakers is so good that it's not even a competition in their division, uh, then it's just not fun to watch, right? It's just it's like you just see someone dominate. You know they're going to win the championship that year. And sure, it's fun if you're a fan of the team. But what people love is parity. People want to see two basketball teams get in there, have a score within three points the whole game, and the last shot is dependent on some, you know, crazy half-court throw or whatever. And this is what you want in all games. You want parity. You want there to be an equal shot for either side, and Orcs nailed that. They, they, they made the value proposition of choosing any of the possible paths and outcomes uh, you know, a, a choice. They they made it like, hmm, maybe I should do this. Like they gave you viable options. There was no quote unquote right strategy unless your strategy just fa- failed and you didn't execute uh, what you were planning to do. But that's where I just tip my hat to these guys. They're they're game theorists of the highest order. They design this game so well, and they are the model uh, that all others should and do follow. Yeah. God, these look so good. I just, I scroll through them and these all started as base level orcs. I think the mm-hmm. only one that was actually rare was the albino one. Um, yes. So those were a little more statistically right rare. There. Yeah. Yep. They had no extra utility, just statistically rare. Um, but they've updated they, when you've, you've done the raids, finding yes. the gear and stuff like that. And fuck, I mean, these just have turned into like such good, even just artistic NFTs as well. Oh, it's the, it's some of the best pixel art out there. And go check out the Ether Orc allies. They're not all kitted out yet because we're still um, leveling up and journeying them to get their items. But look, they they look so sick. These colors. I mean, yep. they actually have better colors than the original Ether Orc. Some really rich blues and some fire engine reds and. Yeah, I mean, the art is not to be taken lightly here. These are absolutely phenomenal. I mean, even just from like an artistic standpoint, what I love that they did is because these, uh, you know, these these characters take up so much of the square that they're allotted. Uh, they didn't even try and jam a background in there. They just kept it this clean white, like they just they pop. They look really good. Um, mm-hmm. And you 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 could always see when people have them as their profile picture, too. Like they definitely yeah. do stand out. I think they're great. I think it's great. This project has um, a ton of potential. The team continues to deliver in value. Um, and hey, I mean, if you've stuck it out, continued to play the game, and now you're, uh, you know, participating in the Ether Orc allies and minting those, it's paying out for you now too. Whether you hold them and hope for more or start to sell them, uh, 0.8 ETH is is not nothing. No, and I mean, there was a time when farming Zug was the play, and I've always chose to take my Zug and apply, you know, apply it more into the game. I'm not in the biggest liquidity crunch. I I love this stuff. I enjoy it. So I just at the beginning, I decided I'm always going to play the game, right? And now we can see that paying off. Had I sold the Zug, maybe. I would be, you know, and it depends because Zug was very volatile for the last two weeks. It's been like 60 cents. So selling Zug then wasn't great. Right. But now you can see as these allies are are inching towards one ETH, turning that Zug into allies may have been the profitable play. But you had to wait. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody's strategy here. Like I said, orcs have designed such a great game. There are no wrong strategies. And right now. 
I think the allies are even still undervalued when you consider that there's only nine for sale and they should end up being about half of what ether orcs are. I think they're, they're already worth 0.91 ETH here and going to keep right. They'll rise relative to orcs too. Yeah. Um, I think that the only like the only correct like the the best play other than playing to this point would have been um, like I guess selling initially. Not that I'm advocating for like just minting and dumping, but um, you know I, I now think that we're reaching this amount of time invested and in, played into Ether Orcs uh, where you know the price has kind of hit this uh, stability and it's constantly going up. That we're now going to see a shift into um, continuing to play. Uh, be the best play certainly oh yeah exactly and and that's the point right i mean it's almost like mining bitcoin back in the day there were many instances where it was more expensive than the electricity you were spending you just had to believe that one day these assets were going to go up in value right i mean that's that's really what i think believers of this game who decided to not just cash out zug the whole time believed in and to your point had you sold your Ether Orcs immediately upon mint, and this is the hindsight play that we all like to do, you could have gotten 8 to 10 ETH, depending. I, I say 8th. I mean, I know if you went for 5 at the time, but you probably would have gotten 8 ETH. And had you waited until the bear market and said, I'm going to decide to 8 back into Orcs, that would have been better than playing the game. You could have bought them at 04 you could have taken that 10 ETH and, and, and really aped orcs. Now, again, it's the hindsight play. Nobody knows the future. We didn't know the bear market would be so bad. We didn't know orcs would go so low. But, hey, that's certainly if somebody decided to sell right away and not look back for a month and a half and then go, oh, wow, orcs are 0.4. Let me ape. That certainly would have been the most profitable uh, play here. But given what Alpha Min did, given our strategy, we took advantage of that first phase of the game better than any other group out there. We designed a strategy that allowed us to max mint the number of orcs we could have minted had we just been farming, but it also allowed us to level up one orc so we could all go for those rarer loot pools. It was the best case scenario for all of us. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I, I made I, well. I mean, it's hard to know when a bear market is coming and when the you know the the floor is going to fall out of everything. But I went into the last bear market with such low liquidity that I was watching these orcs like drop a drop. I'm like, I can't even spend this much on it. Like I wanted to, but uh, uh, yeah. But I mean, it's been a great project. I love talking about it. I love uh, love learning about it and you know hearing people enjoy the success of it. Um, speaking of a project that had some uh, you know had some lows uh more recently uh pudgy penguin seems to be back on the rise uh we saw the community i think vote to remove coal from the team there's so a lot of <laughs> sorry go ahead no love it keep going do it again um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Cole is quickly becoming a villain in the NFT space. Um, Pudgy Penguins, uh, I guess this is uh, this is bullish news for them starting to do the right thing. We saw them as low as I think 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 the other day, bouncing back. It did hit over two ETH very briefly yesterday and has settled down to a 1.75. Um, the biggest win I think here is starting to either um, 
you know, those long-term holders of pudgy penguins who, who believed in them, uh, you know, through all the bear market and all of that stuff are, are starting to get whole again after the founder drama, either having some great exit liquidity if they want to just divest themselves of this community now, or at least just in their, uh, you know, their investment into the NFT uh, kind of probably coming back above water again. Uh, this is a good sign. There's still a lot of debate as to what's going to happen with them. Uh, I think the most popular opinion right now is that these should just be forked um, and the original Pudgy Penguins um, project kind of uh, abandoned and maybe turning them into Fudgy Penguins like the uh, Funks. That would be pretty cool, flipping them around. Um, I think the, the the big reason for that being that they want to remove the royalties going to the original team, which makes a lot of sense, uh, and then forming a DAO around the Pudgy Penguins and making it community-controlled. Uh, as we mentioned yesterday, Beanie did throw in that 500 ETH offer. Have yet to see that accepted. Um, we've also saw 9x9x9 turn down the... Um, the the price of i think it was 888 eth to buy the project outright um but uh but yeah you think pudgy penguins is seeing some life or is this just uh a short-term play that people are kind of flipping into the story of coal ethereum is a bell curve he started <laughs> off as a scammer pudgy penguins went to five eth and he was lauded as a redemption story and maybe we were wrong and now he has ended his career as a scammer so quite the bell curve there yesterday we talked about pudgy penguins and i i said put a pin in the project it's dead i also said i would sell this thing to beanie or anybody interested whether it was uh, nine by nine or beanie or anyone in a second they still have a huge community they are still a meme they were a huge story in 2021. So, it, you know, all they needed to do was get rid of the bad vibes. And by getting rid of the old management, there go the bad vibes. I mean, this is, this is the best thing that could have happened to the project. I am so happy for anyone that was stuck with a pudgy penguin bag that is either looking forward to the future now or can get out uh, with a very nice two ETH on the floor there. So that's You know that's what I great. did? I didn't realize someone shared it in the dojo. I actually, I think it was Lucas, but I don't want to get that wrong. Um, the pudgy gifts that were uh, um, uh, as a drop, it was like these packages or eggs or I can't remember what it was. Um, and they, they revealed that it was these fucking fishing rods. Mm -hmm. Did you, have you seen that? Yes. Yes. That was <laughs> like, and Just how low I, effort, how low effort can you get? <laughs> I had been hearing about these fishing rods for days and I'm like, well, what is anybody even talking about? And yeah, I, I think I, I think that will be the when we look back on history and they have a Wikipedia page about the original pudgy penguins, that will be the image at the top. I think it defines a, a, a movement that fishing yeah, pole and, <laughs> i just and, i just i just found the link to it now i'm gonna yeah, put it up yeah, uh, yeah. and of course OpenSea is rugging me again today um rugging us all my friend rugging us all it was such an exciting two days at the beginning of january where it just kind of worked <laughs> <laughs> um, well with the highest volume they had ever seen yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's like Miracle now we're being on, punished for not yeah. spending enough. Yeah, exactly. What? Buy some yeah. more JPEGs, fund the servers. Yes. 
Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about the Illuminati um, NFT that is revealing today. This is one that you and I were both very excited about. We shared some of the one of one art that they released on the stream the other day. Um, and right now, uh, the Illuminati pre-reveal is sitting at just oh my god, I clicked refresh on OpenSea. That was fucking stupid of me. Um, Last I had it pulled up is 0.45. These things got as high as 0.7 very briefly there. Uh, there seems to be a lot of hype. There seems to be something underlying uh, going on here too, mainly with the fact that these guys have at truth on in, uh, on a uh, Twitter. And those are very, very difficult um, handles to get. You either have a lot of money or connections. And I'll tell you, sit there and stare at your Illuminati NFT for a while and see what happens. It is not uh, just that little red and black pyramid. It moves. It does things. But you got to stay there a while. They did that yep. on purpose. You gotta, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I just saw it live we, on stream. I live know. on stream. Did you see who that was? Did you see uh, the gem? Was that Jay-Z? That was, that was Jay-Z. Yeah, hmm. I saw him doing the uh, the the rock. The diamond. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's always been his like Illuminati. I wonder uh, what they're. I wonder what they're saying there. I wonder when. Interesting. Wonder what they're saying. I actually there. have it. I never saw that too. I've had the screen pulled mm. up uh, for quite some time. I've seen the flash. I never saw the character there. That is uh, hilarious. That it happened literally as I was uh, pulling the the screen. I shall up. be holding my three through reveal. There uh, it is for, again. There. For two, yeah, for two reasons. One of which we just saw flash on the screen. The other of which is the art samples, which I've seen are phenomenal of course there is the risk that the commons don't look uh you know differentiated they don't pop like the one of ones certainly uh certainly an issue and we will see if they can pull it off i think they're going to but those are the two reasons i'm holding through it shout out to casper who's telling us the founder has apparently been holding the at truth handle for years now i don't think that negates the point uh, that he could be very well connected because of it. And I, I, you know, I'm holding this project through reveal, but you certainly have a nice little profit right now if you don't want important, to risk it. Yeah, important to look at the Twitter thing. I know that this doesn't necessarily mean everything, but it does say joined December 2022, which means I think that that handle has been ported over to this account. Um, uh, but this definitely predates um, most of the NFT action going on. So interesting stuff going on there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm very excited about this art and I do think if you are holding it, you might as well hold like until an hour before the reveal. I don't think it's dipping any more pre-reveal. In fact, if anything, I think it could creep back up to 0.5, 0.6 for you to get out if you don't want to hold uh, through the reveal. As we know, most of these things tend to go down unless the art is overwhelmingly good and people want the commons as well as the rares. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. How are you feeling about doing this uh, this giveaway now before we uh, finish off with the, the fly fish story? Yeah, I am going to I tell you what you start <clears throat> ranting about that. I am going to hop in the channel. I am going to make that giveaway right now. So if you are not a member of Alpha Mint, quickly go join. Hop in the base camp. That is the Alpha Mint base camp. There is an AM pass giveaway channel. Momentarily, a giveaway will pop up there. You smash the emoji. It is going to be a flash giveaway that only lasts 10 minutes, and we will announce the winner right here on the show. 
Yeah, for sure. If you're not in the Discord, go to discord.com slash alphamint. I'm going to put that up on the screen for you to go. This is a free giveaway to anybody that's um, that's joined um, the Alphamint Discord. You don't have to be an existing Moon Lounge uh, pass holder. Um, and I'm going to pull it up on the screen right there. And yeah, I think what are you going to do a 10 minute timer like we've done in the in the last few ones? Correct. Awesome. I'm uh, I'm hoping that um you DJs in the Moon Lounge don't smash this emoji so that we can get somebody <laughs> um new up here. Um just like they didn't the mood, spam yeah. the original uh I know. I I said it and now it's going to be just like a self-fulfilling prophecy that uh it's going to happen now. So oops. But uh, yeah, is it uh, you ready to go there? Yeah. All right, oh, guys, going. that giveaway is live. We've already had 13 entries. Get in there. Win that Alpha Mint Moon Lounge pass. We want to see you up in the D-Gen Dojo. The Alpha there is unmatched. Yeah, um, I mean, for for those of you who are tuning in who aren't part of the DGen Dojo, I mean, we've had huge, huge wins in the uh, in the Moon Lounge time and time again. Um, Little Lemon Friends being a huge one, Alien Friends being an absolute cook. Uh, we gave away tons of whitelists for um, the uh, the Cool Man's Universe project uh thanks to jake udell at metalink for doing that um we're constantly giving away more whitelist i mean like the, the the opportunities that have come from being in the moon lounge i know this is not like it sounds like a sales pitch but um that last little mini bear market that we had in december didn't feel like one at all like because the winds just kept on stacking uh, uh for moon lounge members so it's been an incredible time up there it's been an incredible community to be a part of um and hopefully we get some uh some new people up in there and uh, again if you have any questions about it feel free to reach out to free market or myself and uh you know we'll see what we can uh do we got uh casper saying bought his alpha mint yesterday he's stoked welcome to the moon lounge my friend that's uh very exciting and very excited to have you welcome welcome all right um, it's running go smash that emoji yeah, perfect. Uh, last little project that I wanted to talk about, and uh, I, I just I've been following it because I did mint these. I was on the OG status. Um, is that Land Dow project that had an absolutely atrocious uh, Genesis drop that got botted? It sold out in like one block. All of the OGs and the first movers that were uh, kind of promised advanced notice on on minting these. I don't think anybody got any uh, unless you were using a bot and. Um, you know, they they opened up a limited mint to uh, to people to kind of reimburse them. I was able to mint my three that I got, uh, and you know, for a little bit there, it didn't seem to be doing much. I was like, ah, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have minted this. Um, it was a point zero eight mint, and uh, in the last twenty four hours, it has risen up to over point three in the floor. So this mint is happening sometime next week. I'll get you the exact information. Um, these are the Genesis ones, so they're going to be worth more than this, the, uh, the, the, the mints that are happening next week. There's going to be three other tiers of them. Um, but it's kind of like that, uh, you know, Web3, um, what was that project that had the penthouses, the large, medium, small apartments? It's kind Web of like in, in that 
fame. Yeah, yeah, Web3. Um, so I, I just wanted to bring this up as uh, it had been floating around. I know a lot of people in the Moon Lounge were were trying to mint that when the contract went live. And again, the disaster kind of prevented it from happening. Uh, but these are seeing some volume and uh, definitely seeing some life. So if you were attracted to that project at all, I'm happy to say that there's probably going to be a good opportunity to mint these as well. So just keep an eye out. I'll get you the exact day and some more information um, from the Discord. And uh, this this could be this could be a cook. We looked at the um, the artwork. I think you were you and I were both pretty uh, fond of it. Uh, I can it. pull it up on the Twitter there. The tweeters. Um, this uh, this is an influencer um, Spencer who has one hundred fifty thousand followers who just tweeted it out to looks. It was probably a paid promotion if I'm being honest with you. But um, yeah, they they have some really cool uh, like digital metaverse. There's uh, staking token, blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm actually I re I did reach out to the uh, the founders of it to see if they're interested in talking, but um, they've been a little bit hard to get a hold of. So not holding uh, or not uh, holding my breath for that. But uh, yeah, I mean there might be something there. Is this a mint that you think you'd purchase? participate in or just kind of watch it all go down definitely i'm really high on uh, alt metaverse plays and this is them i i'm so curious to see how all these kind of land plays tie into one central um metaverse or whether these are all going to be different metaverses that you know we go to for different reasons so it, it's just get you know like i love the parties that worldwide web 3 has you see, I have a Littles party, a, a Kong's party, and everyone goes and congregates, and they could have little town halls. Uh, I find you know these plays very interesting, and I think that of course the alternative plays can run a lot higher, given the relative valuations. So I'm always on the look for these. And Landau, which had a shaky start, has found its footing and had a cook here. So I'll be watching it close. Yeah, I think there's a. I do think there's a lot of potential. Uh, the only thing that popped up on my radar with them was that uh, it is going to be passive generation of um, the token and not staking. I kind of wish that wasn't a thing, but they're going the the Genesis Kongs route where just holding it um, is going to be earning you the rent token. So maybe the only thing that I'm not like you know very bullish about. Uh, I, I think that you're probably on that page too. Yeah, well, no question. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of things being staked and locked up. It's good for supply constraint. It's good for um, incentivizing people to hold. And I think that it's important to have that, you know, financial, um, you know, there's a, there is a little bit of a game, game theory, but like risk reward proposition of staking, unstaking, all of that stuff. So um, I'm very interested to see where it goes. I'm uh, I, I'm very happy that this project bounced back particularly because I did mint, but uh, they seem to be doing the right things now. So good for them. Um, yep. If you have any thoughts on Landau, make sure you uh, let us know and, uh, uh, and, and give us your take on it too. How much yeah. time we have left on the uh, giveaway there? We have four minutes, All four right. minutes left. Wow. 47 entries. Guys go in there. Smash that emoji. That seems like pretty good odds for uh for a, a moon lounge pass there. You know, one in you know, even if you entered right now, two percent. Just yes. reading some of the chat right now. I think these metaverses can be mini nations in a larger ecosystem that builds Ooh. the tech for them to operate seamlessly. I love that take. Um yes. that's uh that's kind of a big um 
uh, Bology take too, right? Like he's right. Uh, the idea of digital um, nation states and uh, not being in a, you know, not subscribing to a physical nation state, but rather a digital one. Um, you know, he's a huge, huge advocate for things like that. And I think uh, Shubang nailed the, uh, or hit the nail on the head with that statement. Uh, hologram saying, sorry, if I win another AM pass in advance, I'm trying to bring my young nephew up in it. Well, you know what? If you have somebody <laughs> that you want to bring in, to it then uh you know i hope that you know if you if you do win it that that's the case um i would highly encourage anybody that you know might already be an existing moon lounge uh, member to to uh you know give that to somebody else and then let them share in some of the wins and grow in nfts as well so i think it's a great opportunity can gas chill out can vitalik do something i've been trying to claim my block all morning and they're trying to charge me 50 dollars to claim my block Critters, yeah, critters still doing um, extraordinarily strong. It's having its ups and downs, but what's blocking it? It was sixty cents this morning. Or fifty, so, yeah, fifty, sixty cents or whatever. But Amazing. every every time those critters fall down under, you know, one point five. I think they got down to one point two yesterday. They are quickly bought yeah. up. They're already back at one point seven right now, and this is just a powder keg, in my opinion. Uh, the price of block has certainly hurt how much you know i'm less motivated to cash it out now i've been stacking it either waiting for the price of block to go up or I, this morning i think i'm just gonna buy land uh, i didn't buy land yesterday i added all my block to the lp at 55 cents so certainly oh, by right. the yeah by the end of the night when um it was down to 35 i was feeling like a bit of a chump but at least i'm i'm back to break even right now so yeah, you know what? I woke up yesterday morning um, and Block was down to, was it like uh, down to 39 cents or something? I yeah, think yeah, yeah. At one point. yeah. Low of 30 now. Um, I, uh, I bought uh, enough Block to mint four plots. Um, mm. I minted four plots in a two by two square um, as close to the main spawn and in the path of the other spawn um, and then bundled them up at a premium on OpenSea. So I'm going to see if that gets any takers on that. But I just thought that was an interesting ARB opportunity. Uh, the price of plots were sitting at about 0.2 at the time, and it seemed like there was... Uh, there was an opportunity there. However, I mean, it does get pretty expensive when you start to mint. You do have to unstake the plots. It's not like a perfect system, but uh, it's working. But yeah, as we see, the you know, 1.8 right now, it's incredible. It's nice to raise a little money early on, I found with these games. Like sometimes, maybe if it's not your first one, but like, let's say you buy a plot of land, maybe sell your next tranche of block just to cover all your fees you're going to have. You know, if you continue playing the game going forward, you might as well let the game pay for itself instead of you using ETH that uh, you had for other reasons. Free market, it looks like the giveaway just ended and we have... Alan, 41898, has won the Alpha Mint Moon Lounge Pass. I don't believe he is a... Uh uh, a moon lounge holder so i'm i'm happy uh you know I, I i'm all for equal opportunity of everyone winning it but i'm glad that we're gonna have a new moon lounger and guess well. what this person is a member of the small verse and we have yeah. a lot of small verse uh people in the in the moon lounge so he's gonna fit right in big congratulations to alan to alan we will see you at the Moon Lounge. We are going to beam you up, sir. We are going to beam I've, uh, you up. I just gave you the uh, Moon Lounge guest um, 
uh, role so that you can Woo! get in there right away. We will get you a pass and uh, sign you up and make sure that you get the uh, the pass transferred over to your account and get you verified. But uh, big congratulations to Alan and, uh, you know, get, uh, everyone, give him a warm welcome in the DGEN Dojo. That's so, awesome. yeah, I see you pop the champagne, the Vogue. Yes, Love it. yes, yes, the Vogue. We, we had to. I think there is one other project I would like to talk about today, sir, and that would be Hunger Brains. So if you oh, guys. Shit, I thought you were going to say fly, fly fish. We're, we're going oh, long fuck. today. <laughs> You're right. No, no, no. Let's do fly fish first. Can we do uh, how how urgent is Hunger Games? Can we do. To- I was going to say tomorrow. No, nope. urgent, Monday? urgent, urgent. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's minting today. Oh shit! Okay, do it. Let me let me double yeah, check. Time. I'll go. Whatever. It's me, Friday. Me, okay, we'll go as long as you want. Hold on, I want to double check. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's minting one ten. We could do it tomorrow. We gave away some whitelist spots yesterday in the Moon Lounge. It is Saturday um, so, tomorrow, free market. Uh, it's minting on the tenth. It's oh, so we're not going to be here. All right, let's talk about Hunger Brains real quick. This is a very. <laughs> uh, we only took ten minutes deciding that this is a very cool P2E game. That has a lot of, I would say, well-known people on staff. Okay. There are this was started by the MVHQ crew, not the official MVHQ crew, the people within that Discord. So shout out to them. They started this hunger brains. It is going to be zombies versus people. You choose your faction. It is a 0.069 mint. This is billed to be one of the hotter games dropping. We saw cat and, cat and mouse game drop and it didn't really do well. We know Wolf Game was the first of these risk protocols to get very popular. There were a bunch that Seemed like derivatives or copies that came out afterwards, but Hunger Brains has put a lot into this project. This is not a fly-by-night cash grab derivative. The art is absolutely sick. Um, I think it's going to do very well. It mints on 110. Like I said, the price is 0.069. I believe they're still giving away whitelist spots. So hop in that Discord. I will drop a link to it. But uh, we gave away actually 15. Uh, whitelist spots last night to hunger brains another to our big win for yeah, the other moon loungers sorry I huge huge yeah no 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 to our our moon lounge members courtesy of maz and i'm not going to go too in depth on it because maz did a fabulous interview with the team last night for bazinga and i'm going to drop that link uh in our general chat that you guys should check out as well so some really great in-depth analysis from maz and the team themselves in that video we're bullish on hunger games i'm going to mint myself and uh i i won whitelist actually within the hunger games discord for being an active member and uh, I'll truth be told I wasn't that active so I was pretty surprised <laughs> but I was very happy Don't to take them mad they're going to be looking yeah. at your wallet like <laughs> yeah no no so yeah um awesome stuff and we're looking forward to that game and I will drop the discord in the general chat am i right in seeing that this uh fly frogs is minting at 11 is that like coming up in like fly frogs or uh a fly fish sorry Fly Fish Club. Yes, uh, yes, easy. yes. That's coming down in 18 minutes. I know a bunch of Moonland members may yeah, be yeah, in yeah. the voice voice chat for that one. It's going to be a lot of people think that the higher end passes, which are going to mint for 4.5 ETH, can get up to 10. Uh, let's talk about this project a little bit. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So for those of you that don't know, um, back in November, I, uh, I quit my restaurant career of 20 years, uh, to start doing NFTs, um, join up with alpha mint. And, uh, honest, honestly, it's been like the, you know, career wise been the best decision I've, I feel like I've ever made. Um, but this is, uh, it feels like it's coming back full circle with the world's first NFT restaurant headed up by, uh, Gary V coming into existence. Um, these are a five, 500 supply uh uh oh no sorry there's more than that 1500 i completely misread something there anyways this is going to be a um a, a nft based thing where i believe if you can correct me wrong you kind of own the seat you can rent out your nft uh for a, a, you know access into the restaurant you want to provide me with some color on that yeah you can you'll be able to rent these out and there are two levels. Uh, one would be your standard membership. And I believe the second level of membership gets you into the private room with the, um, I guess it's called the Omakase room. And it's a much uh, more luxurious experience. Omakase, if you don't know, is in Japanese, it is when the chef decides what you are going to eat. It is up to him what is good that day. And it's almost exclusively how I eat. Uh, in sushi restaurants. This, um, I, we were talking in the pre-show about this, about how um, restaurants are, are so ripe for disruption. Uh, obviously we've seen, you know, the advent of the delivery apps kind of come into play. Uh, they take pretty absorbent um, uh, fees on top of the sales and whatnot. Uh, but for the most part, restaurants by and large have remained very old school. Uh, COVID has kind of kickstarted a change in that industry. But I think that this is such an interesting idea. Um, you know, if you owned an NFT membership to a very exclusive high-end restaurant like the Gary V is promoting here, um, I, I, I think the opportunities are endless. Like you could own that seat. Uh, you could collect a royalty every time, you know, somebody is sitting at that table on the bill that they do, or, you know, if it's the member, the access to the restaurant is based on the NFT, uh, holding, renting out your NFT. So basically selling reservations through it. You could promote your own table, uh, for celebrities, you know, like imagine Jay-Z owning a table at, uh, you know, Flyfish. um, you know, saying, Oh, I went and rented uh, Jay-Z's NFT and sat at his, uh, his table there. Um, you know, maybe it can be personalized in that regard too. I like, I, I think there's so many awesome things that can be done with this. Um, and I'm excited to see that it's Gary V doing it because uh, it's not going to be an easy task. Uh, getting restaurants off the ground in general are are difficult, but uh, I, I think he's got the uh, the pull and the sway to to promote this properly, uh, get some hype around it, and like once this thing opens, I think I saw somewhere to like 2025. Like I, I want to be there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really enjoy a fine dining experience. And I think this appeals to people who enjoy similar. And I think it's going to do very, very well. And whoever is lucky enough to mint these can probably sell them to wealthy people for a very nice markup here over the next uh, few days, weeks and months. It is going to be in New York City. Is this uh, is this something you're looking at? Yes, I, I I am absolutely looking at it. I am even trying to figure out what I can sell to at least snipe one of the, the lower <laughs> end ones. 
this is this is going to be awesome. So good luck to anybody participating in this mint. Um, my computer is just absolutely on the fritz. I cannot get out of the screen. Um, perfect. Love when this happens, but uh, but yeah, on the fritz. <laughs> uh, we, we will uh, we'll keep an eye out on that. On that note, I think we we're getting to the point where we could start to wrap up the show uh, and let you guys go and mint that if you want to. I will uh, drop the restream link into the AM show chat that still exists at the top of the Discord. If you guys want to come join us up on stage um, to, to come hang out with us, ask us any questions and whatnot, we'll do that. I think we could probably dedicate another 15, 20 minutes to this and uh, and then we'll wrap it up for the weekend. So the link is up there in the AM show chat. You can join us. You don't have to turn your video on. Um, there's no, you know, no doxing, no accounts to be made. It's pretty, pretty easy once you get in there and get the permissions set properly. Mm. The mint is at 11, so it's coming up in about 15 minutes, 13 minutes. Um, and I don't... Oh, Jesus, I can't even scroll down on it right now. Fuck, I got to close the browser. Anyways, yeah, so uh, what's your plan for the weekend here? What do you got? What are you looking at? Are you playing some Minecraft? Are you uh, still renting them out? Well, what I'm very, I'm very looking forward to claiming back all my critters from the deadbeats who I rented them to for zero. And actually getting a price for them because as as uh, these critters have gained in value and popularity, you can now actually get a renting price for your critters. So, yes, I will be renting my critters out again. I'll tell you what I'm watching even right now would be that Blue Cat Lemon Floor, which, like Ether Orcs, is one of the largest blind spots in all of NFTs right now. There are two Blue Cats at 0.99 and 1.1. The next jump is to 1.5. And this is this is one of the the sneakier alphas in this collection, as I believe these blue cats will go for the same price as some of the more rarer lemons like the Secret Society hoodies, mainly because of the cool cat effect. Ninety four blue cats, five thousand cool cat owners. Every cool cat owner needs a blue cat. I'm sure Shubs will go LOL in the chat right now because he's not going to buy a blue cat at this ridiculously inflated price. Uh, but that is what I am watching right now. Uh, blue cats are cheap. Yeah, I saw some. I saw some big. Not to uh, pump my own uh, lemon bags, but I saw some uh, blue Sammies going uh, purple. Uh, Purple samurai hats going for a pretty reasonable price. I uh, I did list mine for a, a price that I don't believe it will sell at. Um, two, but... two went for one point five. One went for one point five. Then about an hour later, one went for one point two, which were egregiously underpriced. The floor wow. on these right now is three, two and a half. And yeah, two and a half. Yeah. And did you ever uh, end up getting one either? I bought two of them. Oh, good for you. Nice. I, I sniped two of them for under 0.4. I couldn't believe, you know, look. Was that, uh, that was one of the ones that you were kind of lacking in your collection too, right? I didn't mint any. So I was yeah. very, there were a few things I didn't mint. And of course it's a very large collection. So easy, even as I tried to go snipe the ones that were important to me, I'm still missing a few. I need a cow suit. I need a secret society hoodie. I need a black and oh, white. Okay. I, I mean, I need these things in my life. You need a black uh, background? A black and white. Stop trying to sell me your black background. I have a black background. <laughs> oh, oh, what's a black and white? Oh, my. What? You do not know the black and whites? No. Oh. I'm not trying to sell you my black background. I'm getting, 
juicy death offers on that. You have hocked it. You have hocked it to me multiple times. Don't lie. I was going to give it to you for a Christmas gift, and you just made fun. <laughs> <You> of <me>. w- <laughs> Look at what I just did. I screwed myself. That's it. Uh, this is the final uh, AM show. Morning uh, show's done. Uh, <laughs> black background has torn us apart. Mm, I got to find the black and whites for you. How do I search that? Let's see. Uh, I just, uh, you're the lemon expert here, man. I know. I know. I If we can't look to you for guidance, who can we? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to organize by highest to lowest price. That would be yeah, the easiest right. way to find them because they're quite expensive. What's your, um, what are you, uh, you jamming out on some uh, lemon spaces later today? Is that the rest of your, uh, your day looking like? Uh, yeah, I will be attending a lemon spaces after this, the morning squeeze. Luckily it wasn't 24 straight hours of squeeze yesterday, but the big news is the town hall tomorrow. The first Little Lemons town hall. There's a lot of hype and smoke around this town hall, and I will be planning my uh, my day around it. Uh, what, what's the odds? The odds that uh, someone like Gary V jumps in there? I think it's pretty good. You know, I, I Gary is gonna. He's either gonna decide he likes these things and buy them or not. We don't know, but we do know that he likes hype trains. He likes to insert himself in them and he likes to play them up. Now, lemons have had two spaces a day every day since they've minted. There are a few communities out there this young and this passionate. I think if Gary can does recognize and see that, there's a very good chance he would hop in the spaces and and that would send these things parabolic and, and over one ETH without question. That there there's a supply crisis brewing, even when the floor goes quiet and starts to dump. You see rares being sniped, right? You see you see people shopping ten to twenty percent above the floor for the lemon they like. That means. Uh, when the next floor sweep does happen, that those levels above it are so thin that that this goes parabolic really quick. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen Saturday, but I would say there's a pretty good chance. Um, Gary hops in. I did yeah, put the black and white uh, lemon in both the AM show chat and the general chat. I find these utterly stunning. Um, oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only ones for sale are are slightly out of my price range, but I, man, there were they were there were ones going for one ETH the day of the of the release, and yeah, I'll I'll rue the rue the day I did not snipe one of those. One of my favorites in the collection. They, they look great. They look great. One day, one day, maybe somebody will fat finger one and you'll see it uh, sitting there for the for the taking. You know, I have some rares that I would certainly if if it if it lined up properly, I would sell two rares to get a black and white. No question. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a good that's idea. Why, that's why I bought two Sammies and two blue cats. Cool man's taking a little bit of a uh, a breather from their 1.2 ETH floor now, sitting at <laughs> 0. 0.87. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I gotta just natural. say, I bought a couple of these. Did you see these squishy apes that we bought, we no, degened into yesterday? No, I didn't. I notoriously don't buy ape derivatives, but show them to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll pull it up right here. And uh, this is like the one I bought. Um, you know what? I, I, I bought a couple for 0.08. These were like a 0.01 mint. And uh, they went down yesterday. 
I actually just thought they looked good. So I bought a couple for 0.08 and I, I they're that they're below that price right now, but I don't feel bad about it. But uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, in terms of like derivative projects and stylizations, you might love it or you might, might hate it. But I actually think these are uh, pretty clean looking uh, um, squishy apes and low supply too. We've got 3,333 of them. So the volume yeah. was pretty nuts on them yesterday. I yeah, I know that you don't love these things, but uh, you know, I just figured it was uh, a bit of a flyer. You know, every once in a while, you gotta let the degen out. I gotta tell you, I'm 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 softening on my position. I've definitely seen some ape derivatives that I've enjoyed recently, including look at this guys, those three uh, D babies. Remember, we liked those the the, the community ape, ape kids clubs, project. ape kids club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good too. Yeah, they were good. I don't know, man. I look at this. I'm like, damn, that's a, it's at least quality. It's a, there was effort. It wasn't a no effort scaled down and whatever it is. So, right. All right, my friend, we have hadn't have anybody uh, jump up on the stage with us, but that's all right. I think everybody is getting ready for this Gary V mint and I don't blame them for that at all. That's going down in five minutes. So I think that we could probably just wrap this up and, uh, and move on with our weekend. Uh, we are of course going to be, you know, taking the weekend off. We'll be back nine 30 Monday morning for the show. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about then. Uh, but for the meantime, if you missed any of the show, if you tuned in late, um, if this is your first time watching, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button on YouTube. It does help us out a lot. I don't love doing that. Make sure to like and subscribe or whatever, but it does just uh, a, a little thing to, to help us out. We appreciate it if you enjoyed the show. Um, and as always, these will be recorded and uh, uploaded onto YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Free market, anything you want to finish us off with? Good luck at the tables, DJs. Nailed the S. <laughs>